In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Tokenet Radio, Toki Entertainment, or the owners group. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the And welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Live on TojiNet. I am Ron Colick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. Uh, with me, my co-host, all the way from sunny California, the queen of pain, Maureen Wood. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. Can you hear me all right? Oh, I can hear you outstandingly. Oh, good, because I'm on a speakerphone, so I want to make sure you can hear me pretty good. No, you are fine. So, uh, did you get your ashes today? No. No? No. I worked all day. Yeah? I had to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, work. You know what, there's an old old saying, God respects me when I work, but he loves me when I sing. Oh, okay. (laughs) So anyway, what's the weather like out there? Um, it's about 65 degrees, 68. This weekend's going to be about 75 and sunny. Oh, bite me. <laughs> so you're really suffering out there. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I am. I miss everybody. Wow. Well, anyway. But it's warm. I will say that. Really? It's crazy, though. Um, it's like 68 degrees yesterday. It was a little rainy in the morning and then sunny, and people are walking around with snow boots on. Huh? Yeah. It's, to them, it's winter and it's freezing. Uh, whatever. I have no jacket on, and they're laughing at me, but whatever. Hmm. Anyways, the number here is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869, or you can join us live in the Togai chat room. So, are you there? Yes, I am. Ah, good. So you sound like you have a cold. Cold? Freaking sick. I thought you were getting over it already. No, not even close. That thing just does not want to go away. Oh, man. You know, I, I see uh, Leslie, you used to be my friend, kicking my butt in the chat room. She is. Why? Let's see. Huh? Uh, she's trashing my religion. I can't believe that. Oh, she's not trashing religion. You take it to heart. Oh, you know what? The ashes are an important thing. People don't realize that. And, you know, it's that old thing, ashes to ashes, you know, dust to dust. And it's when, it's actually, it reminds us that our bodies are just a vessel. You know, it's, it's more than what we are. You know, there's really nothing to fear in death. It, I don't know. I don't know. So hey, what do you think about all that? Huh? Each their own. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't convert so everybody, Ron. Pardon me? 
Can't convert, everybody. Uh, I sure can't try. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Yes, I know. So uh, who do we, we have coming on tonight? Well, supposedly it would have to be Elizabeth, but I think I scared the crap out of her, and uh, I think she's going to be a no-show. Why? You know, because I, I just scared her so much. You know, she's shaking in her boots. Why? What'd you say to her? Well, you know, Elizabeth's the angel lady, right? Yes. Oh, speak of the devil, just who called in. See? Uh-huh. Tisk, tisk, tisk. Uh-huh. She's making me squirm. Is that what it is? So what how do you scare her? Or should we ask Elizabeth? Well... We don't really know, do we? All right, so let's bring Elizabeth on. Uh, we're talking to Elizabeth Foley, who is the expert on angels inside the United States, and perhaps the world. Oh, perhaps the world. Hi, Ron. Hi, Maureen. Hey, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm good, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You're out in sunny California right here? I am. Yeah? For next week and a half. And you want to tell me, like, how bad the weather is? Oh, oh we already uh, did 68 that. 68 degrees. It's been raining for these couple of days, but, you know, it's been in the 50s, so it doesn't really break my heart, you know? Could, uh, could you just want to ask, ask one of your angel, weather angels or something to, to tell you? Uh, I didn't ask them wrong. I'm sorry. Mm, you know, I figured you were going to be a no-show today. You know, I figured you pulled the old cards out in old St. Michael or St. Barry or whoever. By the way, there is a St. Ronald. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I never heard of St. Ronald. <laughs> didn't? Uh-uh. Actually, St. Ronald was a, uh, a Celtic chieftain, and uh, he was actually killed by his own men. I believe that. Mm. But Sorry. there is a St. Ronald, believe it or not. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. So, Elizabeth. What? Yes, honey? Uh, Ron said that he scared you. Did he uh, say something to you that would scare you off? Not he like he, sound, does, he sounded very mysterious. He called me this afternoon on the spur of the moment, and uh, he said, I want you to come on the show, and I want to do something, or I want to say something, and I was like, well, like what? And he wouldn't tell me. It's like, I know how Ron is. I love you dearly, but you're, you're sort of like the wild card. You know what I mean? <laughs> wild so card. I never know what to expect. You're, well, you're, you're the wild guy, too. I mean the crazy card. So, well, so, I didn't want I didn't want to go there, but since you brought it up, <laughs> if the so shoe what, fits, if the shoe fits, as I say, put it on. <laughs> so what saint? So what saint is the wild card? I mean, the crazy card, the whatever. You, you, Saint Ronald. Saint Ronald. Oh, perhaps yes, that's why I he was so. killed by his own men. Who knows? Like oh, I said, God. it happened. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. What, anyway. what are you? So what are you guys talking about tonight? We are talking about angels at least the first half of the show. And okay. I said, well, who do I know that knows anything and everything about angels? And then, of course, I thought of my good friend, Elizabeth Foley, of Divine Healing. Oh, boy. Right? Now, Elizabeth has been uh, working with angels for years now. It actually had a life-changing thing. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But she also has two books out now and some angel cards, I believe. Oh, fairy cards. Fairy cards, angel cards, is there a difference? Well, yeah. Well, I, why, why don't you... Oh, come on, Ron. You don't know the difference between angels and fairies? He should. Oh, oh Watch it, watch God. it, watch no. it. <laughs> hey, was that just the inflection of my voice? I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Now, Ron, you should know the difference. No, the first, 
My first deck of cards are called Nature Spirits Oracle Cards. And I had a young gal, she's 21 years old, um, Alyssa, who I met here in New Hampshire. And she's a fabulous artist, and she did actually all the artwork. She did a fabulous job. So we did that, and I'll be working on some angel cards, and I'll have a new deck coming out this year called Ascension Oracle Cards. Very different vibration. Really? Yeah, really. So what is the difference between, for instance, uh, fairy cards and, uh, well, they are, they are decks of angel well, cards. Well, there are different vibrations. There are different beings of light. It's a different intention. What's the intention of the creator when you create the cards? You know? But mine have a very high vibration run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, come on. That was supposed to have been funny. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I believe you, Elizabeth. Okay, so, I know you do. I don't have a problem with you. It's actually, Elizabeth has this cool site in which she actually has the angel thought of the day on it. So what's the site that uh, people can go and get this angel thought of the day? Well, they can either go to my website at www.divinehealing.us, and you can just email me and just say you want the weekly angel message, or you can go to... Um, uh, let me get it here. It's um, MySpace. I have a site on MySpace. It's myspace.com dash Divine Healing Elizabeth. And there's some cool pictures on there, too. Uh, Laura did a little um, slideshow for me with orbs and... A little orber? A little orber? You're a little orber, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. Yeah, a little orber there, yes. Hmm. Interesting. But what is the angel thought of the week? The angel thought of the week? Well, what do you think it is, Ron? What do I think it is? Yeah, what do you think it is? I saw the president's uh, speech last night. It must be humor. Uh, Not really. Oh, okay. The theme of it is dance, the dance of joy. There you go. So it's all about being in your joy, living your joy, and... um, Actually, acing the joy test, and that's what the angels uh, are encouraging us to do. But if anyone wants to see even the uh, the backlog of these, I started this in mid-January. Like I said, you can go to MySpace, um, to my website over there, which is myspace.com dash Divine Healing Elizabeth, and you can see the different themes, and you can open them up, click on that. But if you want to receive your own copy, you can just email me at divine underscore healing at net and just say, I want the angel message of the week, and I will send it to you. And, it and comes this out, week is? It comes out every Sunday. Right, and this one is what? Dancing with Joy? Dance, the dance of joy. Sounds like a good Baptist card to me. Oh, will you stop that? What? You know, that has a lot, too, about, um, if, you know, I'm sure the angels are involved, but, you know, when we talk about the secret yep. and making things happen, and really you have to have that inner joy first and be happy with your life and yourself and to be able to attract joy as well and just be happy, you know, and try to bring that joy into your life. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. So regardless of what, you know, what kind of stuff is going on in the world, you know, they ask us to really rise above it. Really live in our joy. Find something to be joyful about every single day. I don't care if you look at your dog, you look at your child, you know, you, you read something that makes you laugh, you talk to a good friend, 
whatever it is that brings you joy, but they ask us to start living in our joy on a daily basis. Even if you just start with two minutes, then maybe the next day it might be three minutes, and each day it gets longer and longer to the point that you're living each day in total joy, regardless of what's going on in the world. I think that's beautiful. Yes, it is. And when you start living in your joy more, you become less detached from life's drama. I actually, exactly. ha- I actually have a new thing that's coming up, and I'm going to talk about it in the second half of the show. But it's, it's all about a new philosophy of life mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. our listeners, how to really come to grip with life and the journey to the next life. So that'll be coming up in the second half of the show. I don't really want to get into it right now because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's quite lengthy, and I can't talk. But anyways... Oh. And I'm missing that at home. Jeez. Huh. Isn't I'm that kidding. But anyways, there's a reason I brought you on the show, Elizabeth. And I actually was reading a uh, magazine. Yeah. And I, I, I just, you know, I, as soon as I saw the article, I thought of you. So, this, so this is what the article is about anyways. It's a pretty respected magazine that I... Got here. I'm just flipping through the pages as we talk. Actually, uh, as I talk. And the headline reads, Iranians shoot down angel over Tehran. A shocking incident was delivered, a severe setback for President Obama. Bold attempt to deal with the Iranian nuclear buildup program was rather threatened because of this. Uh, they believed that the angel was a American agent and... He was shot down, or it was shot down. I don't know, angels, feminine, I don't really know. But anyways, but the angel is expected to make a full recovery from her ordeal and with the help of a prosthetic wing. So uh, this is right from the... Uh, what are you talking about? This is right from the, the Weekly World News. It's, it's right there. I mean, the, the Iranians shot down the angel over Tehran. Tehran, whatever now, it is. When they refer to an angel, are they talking about a person? Are they talking about a fighter plane? Right. No, they're, they're showing a little woman here with wings on the ground, so I, I assume, uh, let me see, while while accusations, yeah, accusations, accusations, denials fly from all sides, the weekly world news has learned that the member of the Iranians' hardline police for public security affairs, the PPSA, brutally shot down an angel in the streets of Tehran. And the uh, victim was believed to be a secret U.S. agent, but that was later found out differently. PSA charged with responsible for enforcing Iran's strict dress code for women, which, of course, you know... Are, oh, yeah. No, very, very strict over there, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, Things were out in public. But yeah. the angels, you know, the angels, they don't wear much at times. <clears throat> so, anyway... Uh, she was wearing a traditional white angelic garb that had bare feet. When she took to the air, her semi-clothed body, body was exposed to the die-high ever-watchful gaze. Uh, the sight of even such a small area of feminine flesh offended him so deeply that he discharged this weapon twice in what terms authorities described as an episode of religious outrage. Oh, my God. Could you the imagine angel, if they were anywhere like California? The angel was shot in the wing, but more seriously, and uh, possibly deadly injury was avoided 
when her halo deflected the second shot. So there you go. Uh, so Elizabeth, what do you think? Any truth to this? You're speechless, aren't you, Elizabeth? What? I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say. Neither I, do I. I. That is bizarre. It is, and what paper was this in? Or This is the uh, weekly New World News. I mean, uh, you are an angel expert as far as I'm concerned, right? Right. Do, do angels come down here and take corporal bodies? Start yes. with. Why don't we just start with that? Yeah, they can, but usually just for a brief moment. They don't usually, you know, they don't usually will stay in physical embodiment for a long time. That's why sometimes people who got into a really horrific accident or life-threatening situation, there's a stranger that just appears out of nowhere, helps them out, and then poof, they're gone. That's an angel that can actually take physical embodiment, but they come in for a, a very particular purpose and for a very limited amount of time. I'm not really sure about that article, Ron. I, I it, it's, I, I don't, I don't know what to make of that, to tell you the truth. And uh, it goes on further, saying she was flown to Ramstead uh, Air Force Base in Germany, where surgeons were forced to amputate part of her wounded wing and replace it with a prosthetic, prosthetic device. Oh, would you First please? First such in history. She is listed in stable and conditioned, and is expected to be physically in. I, I don't know. I don't know, hon. I think, I don't know. It could be a play on words. I don't really know. Okay. So, evidently, we know that... So, what, we uh, have prosthetic wings on hand? Evidently. Apparently. (laughs) Apparently, according to the... uh, the I think I have to open up an angel wing body shop now. Yep. (laughs) Weekly World News. So, the truth is... I I didn't hear that on the news, Ron. Well, of course she goes not. digging for the weird stuff. The the uh, the news is the liberal outlet. This is more of a conservative newspaper. So uh, really, uh, well, I guess you wouldn't call it conservative. I don't know what you would call it. Uh, but anyways, so let me let's look at the facts of this. First of all, you just told me that angels do have corporal bodies at times, correct? They can take on that physical embodiment for a brief time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So let's go with that. Number two, do they have wings? In truth, no. Okay. However, however, yeah. I mean, in truth, you know, I showed you pictures of angels. They're just beings of, of light. They're just beings of energy. But um, people may see them with wings and with a body because that's what they expect to see. Uh, very good. I was just going to ask that. So that is very, very similar so, to what, what, why you see ghosts with uh, glasses and clothes on. I don't know. Um, Maybe that you, when you're seeing ghosts, you're seeing them as they want you to see them. Right. So that's that's right. what we were talking about angels. Uh, they well, they, an angel they, is in a, But let's say, Ron, you were very religious. You totally believe that angels only have wings. Right. They have long flowing gowns. They have a halo. They get the wing thing going on. Yeah. If that's what you truly believe and you're not going to accept anything else, they will actually take on that form so that you would better recognize them and say, okay, well, that's Archangel Michael with the wings and the sword and the shield and this and that. Or that's my guardian angel. So they say that they will take on that traditional form for our benefit. Because if people just saw a bunch of orbs come flying around them, they'll probably be freaked out of their mind. And it's like, oh, my God, what are these alien spaceships? Or, or they being uh, invaded or something else. But in truth, they're just beings of light. So they just show up as these orbs of light. Hmm. 
Now, uh, you I'm know, I'm speechless there, Ron, huh? I, I actually, I actually, I, I think there might be. A, I think there might be a, a couple of flaws in that article. I'm, I'm really not sure. I don't. Bacon. You, know. you don't think uh, so? But you know, angels are very important to us. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They, they watch over us and they help us if we let them. Right. Right. Yeah. So, a lot of people don't recognize them. How mm-hmm. can we learn to recognize when angels are amongst us? Well, sometimes you call on them and get a sense and a feel what kind of energy is around you and just talk to them, just set the intention of connecting with them and talk to them and see, you know, if you hear something. I mean, the divine, our angels, the masters, your deceased loved ones, the spirit world, they talk to us through our sixth sense. So people who are very kinesthetic, meaning they're very sensitive to energy, they may feel their their angels around them or feel Uncle Harry from the other side around them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will hear them. Sometimes people may just know that their presence is there. And sometimes people may actually just, um, you know, just um, see them. They now, let me actually... ask you, Elizabeth, when there's times when I'll hear like a very high-pitched um, oh, here we go with the flapping where it almost seems like a vibration that's very loud or like the fluttering of almost like a, like a, sounds like a wings or fluttering. What would you right. think that is? Well, you may actually hear those Probably wings. Probably bad chili. Oh, no. On. You may hear their wings and that might be their sign to you to just say we're around you. But a lot of times when you hear a high-pitched ringing in one of your ears, it just lasts for a few seconds. They're actually downloading. It's not necessarily the angels. It could be the masters of life. It could be a guide. Okay. Um, they're downloading to you um, information that's being stored either subconsciously or unconsciously, but you're still getting the information. Okay. Number two, we deal with also the language of light. It's a higher vibration than what we know of today. Mm-hmm. Right. And we can't wrap our brain around that. So sacred geometry is part of the language of light. That a high-pitched sound is also part of the language of light. Right. Okay. No, okay. Because you know, our, our names, as well as, you know, I get people's angels' names. Is that really their names in truth? No. Is Archangel Michael really called Archangel Michael on the other side? No. Because our names are sung in light. And our human brain can't comprehend that frequency they do give us a name or they give us something that we can wrap our human brain around. Hmm, okay. Now, I remember when I uh, had my pulmonary uh, embolism and I was in the, uh, the uh, ICU. Right. Uh, there were beings there, all in white. I say beings because right. uh, I'm not really not sure what they were. Uh, you know, they weren't doctors that I know, but they were, they were just very, very bright white light. Right. And, uh, and there was such a feeling there that uh, it was like the feeling of uh, being home, coming home after a long trip, you mm-hmm. know, like, and so, you know, perhaps those were angels that I saw. They could be. They could be. They could be also part of your guides. They could be also ascended masters, depending on maybe the feeling that you get wrong. I know when I did my angel training in Florida back in 2001, I felt really shut down. I mean, there were so many other people there um, doing the training with me. You know, they were 
seeing Christ and channeling Mother Mary and all this other stuff. And I sat on the beach just feeling really kind of bummed out. It's like I'm not that open. I didn't feel that I was that gifted. But as I sat on the beach, and just kind of, and it was at night, so the big moon was out, full moon, stars. I'm looking at the water. I'm looking at the ocean. And there were three beings of light on the water, but they were off in the distance, so I couldn't make out, um, like, who they were, but they were there for at least a couple of minutes, and it was absolutely beautiful. Now, were they angels? I wasn't sure. Were they masters? I'm not sure. I just know that there were three beings of light on the water. Right. Now, I know someone in the chat room asked if, if those were nurses. No, they weren't nurses. Uh, it was just... It was just I, I can't how to explain it, but it's one of those things. I mean, it was it was really a unique experience. It probably changed my life more than anything. Well, you weren't ready to go home, Ron. You're too much. You're too I don't much think they wanted me. I think they kicked my little, yeah, they little probably, butt out. Yeah, they probably did, honey. <laughs> they but probably any, did. Anyways, you, speaking about sacred things, you have a guest coming up next weekend, I believe. Uh, what's his name, uh, Elizabeth? On Friday? Oh, uh, Freddie Silva. Freddie Silva, and he deals with uh, sacred... He, uh, he is the world's leading expert on crop circles. Really? Yeah. That's he, cool. He is fen- he's a phenomenal, phenomenal teacher. He's traveled all over the world, um, works with sacred geometry. He understands crop circles, um, sacred sites, why were they built, why were they positioned there. Um, but he's the world-leading expert on crop circles. He originally is from the U.K., but he resides up in Maine, believe it or not. Right. Well, I can but, see that. It's um, about the same. Pardon me? Yeah, I can see that. It's about the same. I don't think so, honey. Sure. Same latitude. <laughs> so. Same latitude. So, um, so, anyways, he's going to be doing... Um, a presentation on invisible sacred sites. And I will be there. Invisible. Yeah, I know. And I, I, know and I will be, be there with Mr. Freddie Silverman. Silver. Oh, whatever. <laughs> he's not Jewish, honey. Could be. I, past life. Oh, God, help me. So, Elizabeth, what classes, you know, you have um, Freddie coming up, but are you giving any more angel classes? I mean, what are you working on right now? Oh, God, honey, I've got all kinds of classes going on. Um, I'm hosting some different people, too. I have someone coming up this Friday uh, to do Introduction to Channeling. Um, I've got Freddie coming up uh, next Friday to, do, to talk about the visible and invisible sacred sites, how to create sacred space in your own home. I don't know. I'm just all over the place. I couldn't even begin to tell you. The program that I'm really getting excited about, though, is my um, Angel Healing Practitioner Certification, which is at the end of April. So if anyone's interested, love to have you. Ron, you should take that, you know. Take what? Anybody take it? (laughs) Angel Practitioner Certification. And that will do what for me? You're going to learn how to actually communicate with them, connect with them, and use your cards. Uh, what makes you think I, I don't already connect with the angels and the guardian angels and the spirits and all those other things? I didn't say you didn't. He's just testy tonight, isn't he? Yeah, he is. That's okay. That's okay. Wasn't it a full moon or something? Yeah, well, I'm not a lethiogen or whatever it is. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez, it's break time. Okay, guys, you have a good one. Yeah, Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on your site. Give me a website out once more time. www.divinehealing.us Okay, we'll be right back. Bye, Bye, Elizabeth, thank you. Bye, Elizabeth, Bye, honey, take care. Yep, bye-bye. Love you. Love you, too. They flourish on a secluded farm, 3,500 feet above sea level. (laughs) The vault is open. You're listening to The Haunted Headlines, your source for the stories making waves in the paranormal news. Sponsored by GhostVillage.com at www.GhostVillage.com backslash news. Good evening, I'm Christopher Balzano, and after a short time off, we are back with the Haunted Headlines, Ghost Village's weekly trip around the paranormal news wires to bring you the biggest stories affecting the ghostly community. Haunted houses on the market are nothing new, and real estate with ghosts involved is now big business, as some even choose to promote themselves as being haunted, knowing some people will come in just to see the ghost. A house in Minnesota is offering something more. The Winona Evening News reporting the historic Anderson House Bed and Breakfast in Washoba, Minnesota is now up for sale to anyone who can afford the price tag. The house has been in existence for more than 150 years and is the longest continually operated hotel west of the Mississippi. It has a reputation for being haunted, which draws to the people of the house and to the town's business district every year. But ghosts may only be the second draw of the house. The Anderson House Bed and Breakfast is also known for its cats, which can be ordered as foot warmers or to keep you company through the night. It is reported that cats must stay in the house when the move is completed, but no word on the ghosts. It has long been said kids are more likely to see ghosts, but a story from the News Post Online and other sources throughout the net have claimed a kid's cell phone has evidence of the afterlife. Reese Pittman, 12, of Birmingham, England, both heard and saw two shadowy figures and recorded them with the device just days after his younger sister had complained a mysterious man had come into her room and finished her puzzle. The boy's mother believes the ghost to be some kind of garden angel trying to help her after her divorce. In the report, Julian Banks of the British Paranormal Society says the film has potentially the best image of a ghost seen in years. This clip is now online, so check it out for yourself. In our weekly exorcism news, it seems, the High Court of Singapore has thrown out a case against members and clergy of the Novena Church. Amutha Valley Krishnan has claimed assault and battery, false imprisonment and negligence against the group for an incident in the August of 2004. Unlike the recent case in Texas, it was not a matter of civil versus criminal, but rather one said having a better case that got it thrown out as Justice Lee Su Kin had heard the case outlined in a 61-page document that doctors claimed the woman did not suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder and her testimony was inconsistent compared to the church's. The defendant is expected to have to pay legal costs for both sides, which is expected to be very substantial. When the end of the popularity of ghost programs on television comes, will we understand only upon looking back, or will we know it when we see it? If foresight can be 2020, we might look to E! Entertainment Television and mark the fall happen there. According to Reuters, the entertainment station has just finished production on a new paranormal television show called Hot Girls in Scary Places. 
on the show, starring three beautiful cheerleaders from USC, a cash prize of $10,000 is given to whoever can spend the night in an abandoned haunted house. The show will air on Friday, March 13th, which looks to be an unlucky date for everyone in the paranormal community. Thank you for listening to The Haunted Headlines. We'll be back next week with more stories impacting the paranormal community. Until then, you can check out these stories and others at Ghost Village's news section at www.ghostvillage.com backslash news. Until then, we're back. We are back. You listen to the Ghost Chronicles live on TojiNet and Zoom, RRX Radio. So anyways, uh, oh, anyways, the number is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. Or contact us, or jump in the old Toji chat room and join the other Tojiites in there and enjoy the Toji chatter. So, there you go. So, anyways, Maureen. Yeah? We had an investigation last Friday night. Maureen? Yeah. Maureen? What? Maureen? Maureen? I'm talking, I'm waiting, yeah? We can't hear anything. Can you hear me? Yeah. So which, where did we go? We went to the Washington, the inn at Washington Square in Salem, Massachusetts. That's right. It's, it's haunted down, downtown Salem, which is pretty cool. It's a old, old inn with uh, three generations worth of antiques, which was, was kind of neat. Uh, did you think? Yeah. I think I thought it was not only we said it before. I mean that it's it's just a beautiful inn um, and bed and breakfast. But I'll tell you, it's a very very active location. So that was very interesting, and just the fact of having um, you know going there on Friday night and being introduced to some of the family that you know of previous owners that have passed right. was very interesting as well. And yeah, I think that it was like putting out a calling card because later in the night when we were getting some spirits communication, their family was showing up. More than just the ones in the home, but other family members. It was also interesting that uh, we had quite a few things. I mean, the first time when you and I went there, uh, the light in the sitting room turned off by itself. You actually has a manual switch where you have to turn it off. And that happened, right? Yeah. And then also, be going between the twins' room and the other one, uh, we heard a doll cry. We did. You, you heard this uh, mechanical, you know, like anybody who's ever heard one of the toy dolls from years ago, and you pull a string and you get like that mommy, mommy, you know, you get this high-pitched squealing sound. Yeah, um, bro, we actually bro. heard, you know, something about like, are you here, or another message. But it, it, you could definitely hear it. And I actually thought um, Bobby, one of the owners... Um, was the one who had, you know, was joking around and had pulled the string on the doll when he said, you know, we looked at one of the dolls, and he's like, yeah, that one doesn't speak. It has, you know, there's nothing to it. So that was interesting. Actually, uh, the ghost of The Undertaker does not like people referring to him as Bobby. His name is Robert. The ghost? I'm not talking about a spirit, Ron. What's that? I'm talking about Bobby, one of the owners. Right. The the ghost of the Undertaker does not like the name Bobby. He likes Robert. Does oh, not, too bad. He thinks that's improper. Too bad. For a gentleman. Too bad. So, well, hey, you're the one that's got the calling card. I mean, you don't think he can reach you in California? No. 
If you have the person who owns it, all I'm saying is if a spirit doesn't like the name, it's the person who has the name is the one who's in charge. And since he introduces himself as Bobby, then I think that that's what's important. Mm -hmm. Free will, you know? Well, the interesting thing, the same thing happened to uh, uh, me at the Teddy Gatehouse. Uh, The spirit of the male, I forget who it was, at the time, I can't remember, but he didn't think my hat was the proper hat for a gentleman. Right. So did you stop wearing your hat? Of course not. Or did you change your hat? No, of course not. Right. Well, there you go. So why should Bobby be called Robert just because the spirit doesn't like it? Right. But anyways, <laughs> uh, we also had another uh great uh, piece of evidence there was actually the, the guys who were setting up, uh, doing baseline readings. We had already set up a camera, and they got a high EMF reading on the wall. So they put an EMF meter on the, on the wall, and of course it blinked. And then uh, they put another one, and then another one. They had three EMF meters on the wall. And they started asking the spirit questions, and the EMF meters would go up and down according to the question, which was pretty interesting. Right. And, you know, what was interesting is they would all turn on and off at the same time. So if you, I think you did, we, we did it again when we went upstairs, and you had the two meters up there just to test it, and you were saying, you know, if the spirit is present, then turn them on, and then they started blinking, and then if there's a spirit presence, could you just show us again by turning them off, and then right when you said that, they went out. I know. It was pretty cool. And uh, they got, they did this for quite a while. They were actually able to answer questions using the EMF meter, which is good. I mean, because, you know, I mean, you are a trans channeler, so we get information for you, but it's, it's uh, you know, all we can see is you saying things. But this is actually a mechanical device, which is relaying basically the same information that you do. Right, which I think is great. I mean, it's, yeah. it's good verification. It's, um, you know, goes more towards the scientific end, if, you know, so then you add more of the validation towards it. Right. Any, anyways, the number here is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. And the other, uh, I mean, it was a pretty good investigation. And we are, by the way, um, going to use that thing in, uh, where is that, uh, at Spectral Evidence. We're going to use that what? We're using the end. Oh, Spectral yes, Evidence. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're going to be using, we're going to be taking... Um, our guests and splitting them up and we're going to take them to the inn and then we're going to take them still to the cemetery and then swap it out because we can't have everybody go at the same time because uh, that could actually, you know, be too many people. But but right. it's only going to be right now, I think, uh, we're having two nights this year, correct? Yes, we are. And I think that's only going to be on one of the nights, right? Right. We haven't decided what the other one's going to be, but it'll right. be something different as well. We're doing a little different thing. I mean, it was it's uh, it's an interesting night, anyways. We, we always sell out, uh, so it'll be interesting with the tough economy how we do. But I, I people love it. I mean, we had that couple that actually postponed their wedding so they could go last year. Remember that? Yeah, that was very interesting. Yeah. You know, that was kind of cute. You know, they they said that um, they stayed here a few extra days in Salem, Mass, but that's the reason why they had postponed their wedding, or, or they actually their honeymoon, not their wedding. No, it was their wedding. Oh. They postponed their wedding. Oh, they did? Yeah. I thought they moved their wedding up. No, they postponed their wedding. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was kind of cool. Anyway, we got somebody, Tony, in the chat room. 
Oh, he had a K2 meter that we were using that night, and he said, laugh out loud. Uh, why? Well, that he's just asking if one of the meters we were using was a K2 meter. And he knows that I don't like K2. That you don't. Just because you don't like K2s doesn't mean that someone else didn't use one there. Uh, who would yeah, go against my wishes? Oh, don't even go there. Can you walk through the door with that size head? Uh-huh. Uh, actually, uh, Laura has a K2 meter. Right. And the funny thing about it was David Wells was here last summer, and, and uh, the, the uh, camera crew came there, and they wanted to take some photos of us in the cemetery. I didn't have my EMF meter with me, so I borrowed Laura's K2 meter, so I'm walking around with a K2 meter. Right, and you were on television with that. Yeah, how embarrassing is that? Hey, you know what? Some things just meant to be. Yeah. And anyways, we also uh, we had a gr- I had a great discussion with uh, Chris Fleming. Of course, Chris Fleming was the one that really I think uh, introduced the K two meter to the world, and uh, it was uh, it was good. Uh, he was very passionate about it. Now, what was his what is his take on? Because unfortunately, I hadn't had the opportunity to listen to that show. The Euro- yeah, that was on uh, Ghost Chronicles International. Um, yeah, he was uh, quite adamant about it. Saying you know it's it may be not be the best meter, but you know da 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 whatever. So he was he was you know him and I had a little bit of discussion. Yeah, but what is his point? Why would he say that he likes it? I mean, he must have some valid point. His point that it gets results with it. Okay, so is he saying that it's more sensitive, or is he just saying that it works for him? He's saying it works for him. Okay. So that's the deal. Anyways, these were not K2 meters. These were just the regular EMF meters, which take a lot more set them off than the K2 meter. And uh, a lot hotter the fudge, too. Uh, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> but uh, also, oh, speaking about uh, Ghost Chronicles International, on March 17th, we will have Derek, uh, Derek Okoro on. Really? Very good. Yep, and I, I am dying to talk to him about his new show. Not some, I'm going to talk to him a little bit about uh, Most Haunted, but the new show that he had out there on Egypt. Yeah, that and was interesting. I've never gotten to see it, though. I, I've seen it. You know, I mean, a lot of people poo-pooed and everything else, but I don't care what the show was real, fake, or whatever. It must be for a psychic going back to probably one of the oldest empires of the world. I mean, it was there for 5,000 years. Right. And, and we're all in, uh, you know, sacred uh, geometric shapes like pyramids. Uh, there's so much stone to retain energy. I mean, there must be a tremendous amount of energy there. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, uh, we talk about, you know, what it would be like in, in the castles and so forth in England and Europe, and that is nothing compared to, you know, what they would be picking up probably in Egypt. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that, well, you know, I'm sure that the spirits aren't there still hanging around after 5,000 years. I, d- d- would you say? or I don't know. I mean, I don't think all of them Actually, would be just like now. Thousand. I mean, people pass and move on. I don't think every spirit lingers, and for who knows what reason they do. But I would imagine the imprints of what took place at those times have to be, you know, very dra- dramatic. You know, so who knows what, what's hanging out or who's hanging out because of what's taking place. Well, do you think it's more hanging out or more residual energy? I don't know. I mean, it may be a combination of both. I, I mean, maybe it depends on where you go, you know? 
I mean, for us, we do have a lot, seems to, like you said, we have a lot more interaction with some spirits, but you know what? We do have a lot of residual as well. So it just probably depends, just like here, what locations you're going to, what's taking place at the time, you know, the geological structure of the buildings, the stones, what's, I mean, the water in the area, who knows? Right. But and now, for instance, uh you know, when we were at the uh, end at Washington Square, that was not residual energy. That was more intelligent haunting, right? Exactly, yep. And I don't even know if you would call it even a haunting. I think there was intelligent spirits that came to visit. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I would think it's a haunting because, uh, you know, when we're not there, when you're not doing an investigation, the reason you are there is because the owners have had you know, they're walking up the stairs, they're seeing images sometimes of that gentleman, uh, the, the one who, uh, that man, John. Um, and then they're also getting where he's walking up the stairs and they're hearing voices, you know, someone talking to them and trying to talk to him. So I would think it's still considered to be, as it would be a haunting. Well, I, I mean, in that case, but uh, for instance, uh, uh, well, it's the funny thing about it, when we did this investigation, there was another psychic there, and that was uh, uh, Robin, uh, who from Lights Out Radio, and, and she and you went upstairs and, and did your investigation, and I took the boys and went downstairs in the, the cellar. And the, what was interesting for me is that some of the, the information that I received, uh, we were able to verify with, like, you know, you and Robin, so it was... It was kind of neat for me. You know how you were always looking for uh, verification? Yep. You know, this was kind of like my verification. So and it, it is, but, you know, <clears throat> it's like, put it this way, there's, it's difficult because, yeah, you're always looking for verification, but you want to err on the side of just like you do scientific-wise, too, if you know what I mean. Right. But like what, you know... Were you getting at the same time the whole thing? Because, um, you know, I know I know that you're opening up more and more, and you may be picking up other things. So, you know, are you? I want to ask you a question. Are you trying to? I mean, you're coming more to the psychic end. You're going more to. Well, I've always, always since started the Ghost Project has looked into the possibility of all avenues for investigating ghosts, whether it's the metaphysical or the scientific. Okay, and, just and asking, you, you know, I'm just you, saying for our listeners. You absolutely know that because, you know, you wouldn't be with me if, if I w wasn't open enough to, to look at uh, psychics, right? Right, but what I'm saying is there's, there's blends, there's mixes, there's, you know, and when I first started working with you, um, it was a battle a little bit until you started, you know, seeing the different things that we were picking up on and you were being able to get, you know, historical uh, images and information and so forth. And all I'm saying is that it's a time you're growing and you're picking up things. So you're, not, you're no longer the wall man. Well, whatever. I still think that you can still maintain your walls. I, I believe that, uh, you know, I, I don't, actually, I, I don't know how you don't, maintain walls, that kind of drives me nuts, actually. Why can't you prevent them from coming in? That uh, is a $64,000 question for me. I, I don't understand it. Oh, I can, to an extent, but I, it's I, also being empathic and picking up how they died and feeling what went on, and so you're not just, you know, you're not just doing a, 
you know, one straight, hey, I'm just going to talk to them, because as you know, there's many different types of mediums that we always talk about. Right. So you have someone that is standing in a distance and listening to maybe what's being said or looking at it and so forth. But if you're opening up and saying, I want to communicate and I'll let you speak to me, and if you're kind or whatever, you know, you're not going to take advantage of it, then it's more difficult because you're bringing in the energy versus stepping away from it. Right. So, I mean, when you say it drives you crazy, what are you doing? Well, I'm empathic. I'm also a trance channeler. So if I'm in a location and I'm opening up, you're opening up. You can't always have it both ways. Yeah, I, I kind of understand that, but I, I don't know. I mean, uh, to me, uh, it's your body and your mind, and, you know, you should have control of it at all times, the way I look at it. Now, that's me, and I'm not just saying anything. I understand why it happens to you, because you open yourself up, and, and uh, that well, happens. Well, I do have it, control over it, or else they would be staying in me, or I wouldn't be pushing them out. Yeah, well... Anyway, actually, if anybody wants to see Maureen Trance Channel of Pukwagi, they can go to our website, anyghostproject.com. That's anyghostproject.com, any like New England, and go to the video section, which we now have, and you can actually see Maureen Trans Channel, which is interesting, to say the least. So, anyway. But, anyway, I have actually, uh, before we move on to... Uh, I want to talk about something else. What, let's see which time we get left. Okay, we're all right. We still got a little bit more time. But um, you and I have talked about a lot of things, uh, about the secret, you know, how you manifest things, mm-hmm. uh, about angel numbers, you know. Uh, and even we talked a little bit about Wiccan practices, like taking the name and to, to use to keep uh, people from bothering you and stuff, right? Right, Yeah. Well, there's actually a new thing. Uh, I don't know what you call it, creed, creeds, whatever it is. It's, and it is now called the Book of Shadows. Okay. Now, what this is, and this is for everybody. I, I really want our listeners to think about this. Uh, you know, just don't poo-poo it right away. But I want anybody that really wants to improve their life to get on to better things, to let go of the past, and to manifest things, is to start their own book of shadows. Does this come from Charmed? Excuse me? Do you ever watch that, um, the three witches, Charmed, on TV? I'm afraid not. They had the book of shadows. Really? Well, book of shadows was, I believe, in the Blair Witch book of shadows or whatever, but they had the thing. But anyways. But who's, the- who's the one who's starting this? You're talking to him. Huh? You're talking to him. Oh, geez. Okay. So, anyways, what this thing is, the Book of Shadows, and this is really a cool thing for everyone, and it's really easy to do, and all you have to do is try it, and it, it costs you nothing except maybe $2 for a notebook. You need to get a book, and what you want to put in this book is the important things in your life. First, all the things that you want to achieve, write them down. Write them down. This is kind of like the uh, the board we talked that we talked about before, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the first thing you want. Second thing you want is how to improve yourself. I mean, as far as you know, uh, you know, how do you want to improve yourself? What what are your faults? What do you want to improve? You put those in there as well. Another thing you put in the book of shadows is you put in people that need your help. And, you know, we're on Earth to all work together. So if 
you have someone that's sick, or you someone that's in, in trouble, or any reason at all, you put their names down and wish whatever you wish for them and put it in the book. Okay? You following all this? Uh, kind of. Okay? The other things you put in are the things that you wish you don't want to do. Okay? First of uh, all, it, can I interject here for a moment? No. It, <laughs> yes, go ahead. Um, I think by you're focusing on the negative instead of the positive. Well, you, well, you didn't let me finish with that. You're just interjecting. Okay. Well, you mentioned it twice, though. You said things that you do wrong that you want to do better, things that you do, you know, that you don't like or whatever about yourself. And exactly. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, exactly. It just seems to be that you're not focusing on the positive. So tell me the end of it, so maybe I can get a better feel for it. There's much more to this. Okay, I, go ahead. I, just, I told you it needed a little bit of time. Now you blew my whole train of thought. Uh, the important thing is the things that you are thankful for. You know, what are you thankful for? Those you think you put into it. Okay. So basically, all the things you want in life that you want to achieve, things you wish, if people are bothering you, you want to put that in there. You know, I wish X and O wasn't bothering me. Uh, but remember, okay, the important thing in this is that when you write things down, okay, as the show written, the show will come to be. So... You have to be very, very careful. So anyways, you put this all in your book, all right? And then once you get it all written down, you sit down and you read it out loud, okay? And then all the things that really, really you don't want, you take them out, cross them out. You know, if you have a bad temper, you say, I, I feel so bad about it, cross that out, okay? And you go through the book like that. Okay, once you have that whole book done, okay, and you can add it, the living thing. It goes on and on. Every night before you go to bed, you open the book and you read through it. See, that's important. Uh, so all the people you want to help, the things you want to achieve, you know, those are all important things to you. And you read those before you go to sleep. And that's it. It's a very simple thing to do. And it, it, you've got absolutely nothing to lose by doing this. Uh, you just put it down and try it. And I will guarantee, this is a guarantee now, I will guarantee that within 30 days, you will see some of that stuff coming through. So that's my little thing. The book so, so you wouldn't focus on all the positive stuff, but you're going to go cross the other stuff out. Because just idea, by thinking about it, you're actually bringing the, that in. The idea of that is that it's making you realize that those are not important and you're crossing them out. Once those crossed out, those are gone from your life. So you know they're gone. So you are... Now moving into the positive. Okay. Well, good luck with that one. Yeah, that's fine. I am, you know, I'm really serious. I'm, I'm not, you know, making this up. This is no joke. This is no angel shot on a terrarian thing, although that was in that newspaper. Uh, this is really a, a thing that can help anybody and everybody. Uh, I, uh, you know, you've got nothing to lose. $2 for a notebook. Write things down. So basically you know it's a gold book. It's way beyond gold. Way beyond goal. Okay. Once you have written it down. I'm playing the devil advocate here for our listeners. That's all. Way beyond a goal book. Way beyond. And the, okay. the important thing is you have to be religious with it. You have to read this every night before you go to bed. And trust me, you will see a change in your life. So that's my little story, The Book of Shadows. You read about it here. Okay. Okay. So time's running out. 
And uh, speaking about that, I, I've got a book of shadows myself, and I know some things that are in it already. You have a book of shadows yourself and what? Uh, some things are happening. Anyways. Like what? Uh, you can't put a, that out there and not say anything. I have a caller, so let's bring her on. Okay. Hello, Elizabeth. How are you? Hi, Ron. How are you? Outstanding. Now, I'm very intrigued. <laughs> Thank you. But this is way too complicated. Not really. I and just made it, I made, it, I made it complicated. And it, and it takes too much time. I have something simple to do. Go ahead. Both of you close your eyes. In fact, any listening people, listening audience, people on stack, the chat room, close your eyes for a minute. Take a deep breath. Bring your attention awareness to your heart space. Allow yourself to just be open for a moment. And with a very sincere and humble heart, just say, I ask for the most benevolent outcome of my day today. I ask for the most benevolent outcome of my family today. I ask for the most benevolent outcome for my job today. I ask for the most benevolent outcome for my health today. I ask for the most benevolent outcome for all my relationships today. I ask for the most benevolent outcome for my finances today. Whatever it is you want, just put, I ask for the most benevolent outcome of whatever. It's short, simple, sweet. And right. I do, and I do guarantee it will start working almost immediately. I, you know, I respect that, Elizabeth, but I feel that the Book of Shadows is much better because what it does is actually manifest the items that you really want. Uh, you, it's written down. You will read it before you go to bed. You'll, you'll reinforce all your, your uh, goals. And also, for instance, uh, your prayer list, all right? Why do you yeah. put a person on a prayer list? For extra prayers, but I ask that whatever, but, that whatever that person needs is what they get. They may need a physical healing. They may require that, but maybe they need more emotional healing. And just asking for the most benevolent outcome aligns your will with the divine will. I understand that, and like I said, I do respect it for you. So, uh, but anyways, that's love you. It. I'm sticking. I'm sticking. I with did my... tell you, Elizabeth. I just did it while you were saying it. I could feel energy starting. So, it's it's a different vibration, yeah. and it's when simple. don't you feel energy starting though? I didn't feel it when you were talking, Ron. Yeah, well, it's because you and I do not. What vibrating? <laughs> You're on level. air. Remember that. Yeah, I know. I just thought of that. Yeah, just behave yourself there, Mr. Ronald. And, and the book is very simple. The important thing is you spell out specific things, and that that's the important thing. And, okay. that, you, and that you read them every night, because that's what really will manifest it uh, to you. But anyways, Elizabeth, thank you so much for Thanks, calling Thanks, Elizabeth. In. Bye. Love you. Take yeah, care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, there goes another hour. Right. So anyway, uh, if anybody tries the book of Shadows, please let me know how they make out. I would love to know. And uh, until next week, I guess we'll... Uh, Say goodnight goodbye. and God bless. Yep. Good night. God bless.
goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.